0: Okay. Well, um, I want to go into Romans five tonight. Had a scripture just germinating around in me. I have a had a vision uh, in worship, and um, I want to hop off onto that. I I believe that. Um, I was listening to a. I'm going to hijack a title of, 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 it's a Bill Winston title um, of a message I was listening to the other day, and I'm just going to hijack it, although I'm not going to hijack the message because honestly right now I have no recollection of even what the message was. I just have this title in my head, and the title is Living Large. And I, I just really feel like that a lot of us have been living low-level living. There's a there's a you know there's a Jesus said that I came that you might have a bu- abundant life abundant life and there is a level of living that is heaven's level this is this is king the kingdom life the kingdom life and I think the first thing that we have to what is it, baby? No. Listen. I think the first, the first part of of this, the first step of, in this, is. I think we have to need to recognize that they're. Stop. Recognize that. There is another level, and we have to, I don't know, come out of agreement or, what, what am I trying to say? I'm saying we have to, we have to stop believing that this is, this is normal, this is the way it is, this is like we've settled for this as normal. And because maybe we've lived normally or we've lived at this level for so long, it has like stolen our expectation for more. And I feel like tonight, God is wanting to restore our expectation for more. Restore, infuse us with hope where there has been maybe, you know, attacks, or there has been discouragement, or there has been distractions, or there has just been tiredness, or there has, you know, just reasons that we have uh, just maybe been just existing rather than thriving. And the kingdom is a place where we are called to thrive. And the other thing I want to say about that, is the Lord is saying this to me right now, is that this is a supernatural thriving. This is not a human effort thriving. This isn't a, a I'm willing my you know willpower, willpower by my willpower I'm going to thrive. No, th- this is a this is a supernatural thriving. It's like miracle grow right where you throw on the anointing and you 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 plant that plant in the soil of heaven and it's just a heavenly plant it's a heavenly seed it's a heavenly flower or tree or it's it's a heavenly plant and you are the planting of the lord you are a supernatural being and i want to I don't know. I feel like we almost need to shake off this this attack that it's almost like lethargy and just this an atmosphere almost of just it's almost just like normalcy or or less below average even. You know, not even not even average maybe. Like not even really normal. Below normal. You know, we are blessed. We are favored. We are anointed. And the scripture that, that I wanted us to go to tonight is in Romans chapter 5. And I'm going to see what translation I want to read it out of. But right now I'm in the Amplified read that. Um, Okay, I'll read it in the Amplified. It says in verse 17, Romans 5, 17, it says, for if by the trespass of the one Adam, death reigned through the one Adam, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in eternal life through the one Jesus Christ. Okay, now this is a a pretty powerful scripture. First of all, the whole Romans chapter five is powerful because if you really think about it, Through one man, Adam's disobedience, the entire earth was cursed. I mean, death came upon the human race. We were infected by carnality and our eyes were closed. We were blinded as a result. I mean, the the consequences were generational. They were... I mean, the whole earth, everything was affected by it through this one guy, you know. But I just want to kind of highlight and magnify the consequences of what Adam did. The consequences, how far-reaching, how global, how horrible they actually were. Now I want to compare that because that's what the curse looks like. Right? The curse looks like all that stuff in Deuteronomy 28. Let's just go over there for a moment and just look at some of the things that are in, you know, when when you, you know, Deuteronomy 28 is kind of like a chapter that talks about the blessing and the curses. And let's just talk about, in verse 15, it talks about the consequences of disobedience. Now, we are not under the curse we are not under the law. As a matter of fact, that scripture in Romans five seventeen says those that receive an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, which righteousness, that gift of righteousness means it's as though you do everything perfect. You're just perfect because you get a gift of perfection. You received a gift of perfection. So there's no consequences of disobedience anymore. Like this is so crazy for us to think about that, that Jesus bore the consequences of any disobedience we would ever have. But let me talk about what the consequences are because this this is low-level living. Okay, this is living under the curse. This is living a life that is less than what Jesus, you know, died as on the cross, like he became the curse on the cross. So he took the consequences of everything that Adam did was absorbed into Jesus. And so I want to just read a little bit of the things that that are not ours. They are not our inheritance. They are not ours to accept as normal. They are not ours to passively just allow in our life because Jesus defeated them for us. But let's read this here. It says, but it shall come to come about. If you do not listen and obey the voice of the Lord, your God, God, being careful to do all of his commandments and his statues, which I'm commanding you today, then all of these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Now, this is like performance based. This is, this is not operating in favor. This is not unmerited favor. Okay. This is merited favor. This is if you do it right, if you listen and obey and don't make any mistakes, okay? That, that's, that's the system. This is a law-based system. And this is basically what happens. These are the consequences, okay? It says you will be cursed in the city and cursed in the field. Your basket and your kneading bowl will be cursed, okay? So this means, man, nothing's going right. The offspring of your body... Your kids and the produce of your land or the fruit of your labor. Let's say it like that. The offspring of your herd, the young of your flock will be cursed. You'll be cursed when you come in, cursed when you go out. The Lord will allow curses, confusion, and rebuke in, in everything that you undertake to do until you are destroyed, perishing quickly because of, because of the evil of your deeds. You will have pestilence and plague cling to you until you are consumed and eliminated from, eliminated from the land which you are entering to possess. You will waste away with fever and inflammation and fiery heat and with sword and with blight and with mildew on your crops. You'll be pursued until you perish. The heaven which is over your head will be bronze, giving no rain and blocking all prayers. The earth which is under you will be like iron, hard to plow and yield and produce no fruit. The Lord will make the rain of your land powder and dust. From heaven it will come down on you until you are destroyed. You'll be defeated by your enemies. Let me keep going here. You'll have boils and tumors and scabs and itches that won't heal, Lord. You'll have madness and blindness and bewilderment of heart and mind, and you will... Uh, grope at noon in broad daylight just as the blind grope in darkness nothing you do will prosper but you will only be oppressed and exploited and robbed continually with no one to save you you'll be pledged to marry a wife but another man will be intimate with her before you you'll build a house but you won't live in it you'll plant a vineyard but you won't use its fruit your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes I Me mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. You will be the borrower. I mean, just on and on. It just goes on and on. And this is what it says happens under the curse. Okay? Like I said earlier, though, we are not under the curse. Jesus became the curse. And so said another way, all of this stuff is illegal in our lives. All of it is illegal in our lives. And some of the blessings here, it says, you'll be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. The offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your animals, of your herd and the young of your flock will be blessed. Your basket and your kneading bowl will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They'll come against you one way, but flee before you seven. The Lord will command the blessing upon your storehouses, your finances and all that you undertake and he will bless you in the land which he gives you he will establish you as a people holy and set apart for himself all of the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the lord and they will be afraid of you the lord will give you great prosperity and the offspring of your body and the offspring of your life you know in the fruit of your labor he will open his good treasure house the heavens to give you rain to give your land rain in its season and bless all of the work of your hand you will lend to many nations but not borrow he will make you the head the lender and the leader not the tail the follower you will be above only and not beneath so the point is these are two levels of living it's the blessed life and the cursed life and jesus became the curse jesus became the curse Look at this here. Okay, we're gonna go over there in Galatians three, verse thirteen. It says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, But Christ rescued us from the cursed, pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. For it is written in the scriptures, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. It says, Through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. So that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. So now I want to go back to Romans five, because the Scripture in verse seventeen talks about that the sorry that the curse came through Adam. The curse came through Adam, and it rained over all of creation, but those that receive an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness will reign in life. And I'm going to read it in a couple of other translations just so that we can get it um, kind of in our spirit here. In the New King James Version, it says it this way. It says, oh, sorry. I went back to Deuteronomy, I didn't mean to. Okay, it says, for if by one man's offense, death reigned through that one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. Through the one Jesus Christ. I'm going to, I want to find this one. It may be the Amplified Classic. Let me just look at that one. Yeah. Okay, it says here those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with Himself will reign as kings in life through the man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. All right, so we have been given a royal life, a heavenly royal kingdom life. And as citizens of heaven, as royal subjects of heaven, okay, first of all, we're not just you know, you have to kind of really, really understand this because we're not, you got to be careful not to read this scripture from a place of separation, okay? You're, you're a joint heir with Jesus. You are one with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are the bride of God, the bride of Christ, the bride of Jesus, which is a picture of oneness. And you are the body of Christ, The body of Jesus was a picture of of oneness. You are seated in heavenly places. You're, You're seated on his throne. You are seated with him. And this scripture talks about the fact that there is nothing that we have to do to earn it. There's nothing that we have to do to earn the blessing. We don't have to earn, we aren't working for the blessing. We are receiving the blessing. We're receiving it by grace through faith. The same way that we received entry into the kingdom, the same way we got in the kingdom by grace through faith, is the same way that we live in the kingdom by grace through faith. Now, I want you to just kind of think about this for a moment because learning to live by grace through faith is a new way of living. It's not about your performance. It's not about your performance at all anymore. It's about Jesus' performance. Right? It's not about what we do. It's about what he's done. Right. It's about what he's done. And it is a free gift. Is salvation free? When we say salvation, first of all, everybody thinks that's our ticket to heaven, but that's, we've just been taught the gospel like that for so long. You know, I mean, you know, we talk about a salvation by works or salvation by, you know, of faith or by grace, by faith. You know, but I I think as most believers, we think we're, I mean, now there are some real religious, legalistic places out there that think, you know, if you sin, you're not going to heaven, right? But it's not based upon our performance. It's based upon our confession of Jesus Christ. It's based upon us receiving the finished work that Jesus did on our behalf, correct? And we've got that clear, but we try to work for other stuff. You know, we we recognize we can't be perfect enough for heaven, that the standard is perfect, so we we can't obtain that. We need a Savior, and so we're going to get into heaven by grace. By the grace of God, because of Jesus, we're going to go to heaven. But then we try to go about the rest of our life trying to earn something. Right? And in, 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 in the kingdom, everything is free. Healing is free. Prosperity is free it's free. It's it's a free gift. We don't earn it. It's just who we are because we are in the one who is healed. <laughs> we live inside Mr. Healing himself. Right? I mean we are we are living in the one who can't get sick. We're living in the one who. I mean I mean, can you imagine? I mean, that's why Jesus never had an unmet need. Right? Because he just abundance is all he he knows. Abundance is all he knows. Fear is what connects us, guys, to this to this low-level living. Fear and being trapped in the natural realm. Where we are under the illusion of the natural realm. We are under the illusion that what we see is all there is. We are under the illusion that we are separated from him. We are under the illusion that we're unrighteous. We are under the illusion that there's not grace available for every single situation or a way of escape for every single situation that we're in. That there is not a victory in every battle. That there is not a, a, a plan of attack and a, a strategy to overcome every single situation that we face. It is an illusion that we are a victim to the circumstances of our life. It is, a, it is an illusion. It is a belief. It's a false belief. Because we, have, we believe that situations and circumstances are more powerful... than the gospel. But it says here, when we receive, we re- this is something we receive. We receive grace. We receive grace. What is grace? Grace is power. Grace is whatever you need at any given moment. It is the grace to hear God. It is the, it's grace to obey. It's grace to, have peace in the midst. It's just, it's his ability. It's God's ability. It's God's, and we have access to God's ability. We have access to God's power. We have access, where because it's in us. It's in us. It is. It is in us. It may be dormant. You may not feel it. You cannot discern your spirit. I mean, you can't, you can't search your physical, you can't see it. You can't smell it. You can't touch it, right? It has to be perceived by your spirit. By your, your your spirit, you just have to you have to perceive that that there's something more than the natural. And there is grace for whatever it is you're facing. There is great there is grace. There's the grace of God to pull you out of low level thinking. The grace of God. And I think sometimes we just forget about the grace of God and we try to do everything in our own strength and we end up exhausted. And here's the deal. You cannot live a supernatural life naturally. You can't even overcome the enemy naturally. We are called to live at another level. We are called to live and reign and kings, as kings, as kings. In him, as in the king of kings, we are called to rule and reign. And, you know, if we, really, if we really walked around like Jesus was inside of us, what problem would we really have? We might have a problem, but Jesus would know what to do. In every, in every problem, Jesus knows what to do. Remember when they had to feed the multitude and he asked Philip, what are we going to do? And Philip counts his money and he doesn't know. You know what I mean? He looks at his money and he's like, we don't have enough. This isn't enough for all these people. But when Jesus asked Philip, it says he knew what he was going to do. Right? And you know, we think, sometimes God gives us the goofiest instructions, just silly instructions. They're, they're spiritual instructions, but we think we, we don't, a lot of times we just we just don't necessarily obey them because they just seem goofy. And what in the world is that? What good is that going to do? Like worship, that's the stupidest solution for my money problems. Worship is not going to you know like in the natural singing. Or saying some words is not how... You get a paycheck. or You you know what I mean? Like money comes in, in the net, you know? But if God gives you a strategy or gives you something to do... I mean, I'm telling you, filling up the water pot seemed like a stupid idea. Going and washing in a river seemed like a stupid idea. Because the dude had leprosy, right? I mean... God's instruction, you know, even Jesus, blessing the bread, that doesn't seem like a logical thing. You're like, oh, well, that's Jesus. Well, how do you know? Have you ever done it? Has God ever given you an instruction and you followed it and it didn't work? Or have you allowed your logic and and just this normal way of operating Negativity and focus on the problem and fear and all that stuff just rob you from supernatural strategies. Hey. And that's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to make you deaf, dull, blind, depressed, discouraged, negative, so that you won't even think. To receive an abundance of grace and ask, "What's next, Papa?" I mean, Jesus faced problem after problem after problem after problem. The Bible is full of problems. It is problems. We're surrounded by the Syrian army. We're you know Jehoshaphat surrounded by all these armies. I mean, I mean, they're in prison. Paul and Silas in the midnight hour. They're putting. They're in jail, and they're worshiping. Um. Just problem, I mean, heck, they crucified Jesus. That's a problem. You know, I mean, that's a problem. I mean, problems, lots of problems. We are not going to live a problem free life. We aren't called to that even. You are a supernatural, you are Jesus in a chrissute, in a nurse. You're Jesus on the planet earth. You think, like, why would you put Jesus in holly? And then give her a problem-free life. I mean, she doesn't need Jesus for that. I mean, the purpose of Jesus is to, 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 to reveal that he is who he says he is. That he is the son of God, that he is all powerful, that he is all sufficient, that he is faithful, that he is true, that he is the way, that he is the life, that he is a healer, that he is a deliverer, that he is a provider, that he is enough. He is who he says he is. And you know how he's going to prove that through your life, through your little life. That's how he's going to do it. I mean, if you don't need him to provide, how's he gonna prove he's a provider? If people don't need, it, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we've been, we've been, hey, allowing problems to, to say, mean something like, this means, the problem means something about me. Rather than thinking, this problem is an opportunity. For Jesus to be Jesus. For God to be God. For Him to prove that He is not a liar. That He is not a man that He should lie. Nor the Son of Man that He should repent. You know, and and so we... And then we look around and say, Well, He's not doing it, so He must be a liar. Well, wait a minute. You're waiting on Him to do it before you believe it. And the way you... You have to receive it to experience it. Those that receive an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life as kings. You, you receive that he, I mean, you just, you just, you receive it. You, you, you're, you're my provider. You're in me. You see these bills? Provide. I receive an abundance of grace for these bills. I receive an abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness. I don't have to perform to pay these bills. Debt is part of the curse. Unpaid bills are a part of the curse. This thing going on in my body is a part of the curse. And I, I just, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a rec, it's receiving. It's, it's, just, it's just knowing It's knowing the gospel. It's knowing what belongs to you. It's a simple knowing and being aware of it. And just following the leader. He knows the problem. And he knows the way out. He's got an instruction for you. Then ask for the instruction. If he's got a no instruction, just do nothing, then you do nothing. Whatever he says, you just do it. It's called walking in the spirit. It's the Christian way of life. It's called walking by faith, not by sight. And it's a way of life. The just shall live by faith. It's a way of life. And the same way we got into the kingdom is the same way we have to live every single day. By grace through faith. Are we saved? Are we provided for? Are we healed? Are we filled with joy? Are we uh, able to... Do the things that He's called us to do. It's by grace. It's by grace through faith. Human effort is over in the kingdom. Not that you don't do something, but it's by the it's in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. You have an you have a, a, a you have a you have the power of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So, Shalise, what do I do? What do I do? You ask Him what to do. You ask him what to do. You're really, your only real thing in the key, the real, the real battle, the real battle is just to hear, is just to see. The real battle is to stay awake and not fall asleep and forget who you are and get into a place of deception and darkness. The battle is to stay awake. And that's why the Lord says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, taking every thought captive. We have to, we have to you know what I mean? like It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a mind deal. Staying awake. But you, you have what you need is what I'm saying. You don't need anything else. I mean you may need some wisdom, you may need some an instruction, you may need to hear, you may need to know what to do, you may need to know a next step, you may need to th- that you might need. But you you have because Jesus has also been made unto us wisdom. So you already have wisdom. You already have the mind of Christ, you already have the answer. Just because you don't know it doesn't mean you don't have it. You already have it. Everything you need, you already have. It's in Christ. And you have him. And if he can speak the world into existence and create a star and form a guy out of dirt and create all kinds of animals and trees and plants and... Seed time and harvest and the cycles and the seasons, if he can do those things and uphold everything by the word of his mighty power, surely he can take care of you. Surely he can, surely you are not the hardest job he's ever had to tackle. Surely, you know, like you're not the toughest assignment the Holy Ghost ever got. paying for your bills or healing your body or whatever it is that you are in need of, your family situation, your, uh, you, you, know, whatever. you are not the hardest case. That is a lie. You are not a hopeless case. I mean, this is not, what you are going through is not a big deal for God. Yes, it's a big deal for you. Because you aren't designed to carry it. It's, it's, it's a big, it might be a big deal for you, but you're not you're, the father in you is doing the work. I mean, he tells us not to worry. He said literally, don't take a thought for your life. Like that is irresponsible. He's saying, don't take on the responsibility for your life. Responsibility. You're my responsibility. And if God cannot supply what we need to do what he's called us to do, including, you know, everything, whatever that is, well, he's not much of a God. That didn't really sound like a God. That sounds like a, I don't know, an imposter or a con guy, con man, a phony, a fake. And at some point... All of us need to know that we know that we know that we know that God is actually who he says he is. That it's not a theory. He's not a healer in theory. He's not a provider in theory. He's not, you know, the, the lifter of our heads and uh, the, the source of peace uh, by theory. But this, this is an actual God with actual ability that we can connect to and receive it when we need it. Okay, your struggle is not an indication of the truth. Your struggle is an indication of what you believe. Right? And so if you're struggling, okay, you're struggling. Well, guess what? There's grace for that. (laughs) There's grace for unbelief. (laughs) There is grace. You don't even have to fix that. Right? I mean, like, it is as easy as just saying help. How do I receive it? Help. And then be quiet. And by golly, receive it. Sometimes you just say, I receive it. You, you know, and you know, and then just you're gonna get it. The grace grace works. Grace works. And I don't know, I just feel like we need to, it says an abundance of grace. And maybe we've just been using a little tiny bit. Maybe we've just been, you know, a little little morsel of grace. A little nugget of grace. Well, no, 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 no. we're talking oceans of grace. Right? We're talking so much grace. You dive in and you can't touch the bottom. Grace, too much grace. Too much. There's too much grace for you. There, he's got enough grace for everybody on the planet. There's enough grace. There's, he's not running short of grace. And I want us to. I, there's, I want us to let go of expectations. That we have for ourselves. And how about we put our expectation on God? And how about we say, you know what, God, if you don't do this, is it getting done? Your grace is going to be my source and supply. I'm getting off of my own effort and I'm plugging in to supernatural effort. Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, do it. Holy Spirit, do it. Whatever do it means. Right? Because there's no glory for God when you do it. There's no testimony when you do it. I mean, I guess you could boast. But, you know, that's natural. And the results are subpar. I love how he, in 1 Corinthians, why is it not bringing it up? Here we go. It says this, Let me just get it in a really simple version. Let me get it in IV. He says this, he says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are saved, it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has God made, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of the God, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the, is the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. The weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Listen, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of a noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to bring the shame to the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world the despised things and things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one no one may boast before him It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God that is our righteousness holiness and redemption Therefore it is written Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord Amen So tonight's message is really about, first of all, recognizing we weren't born for low-level living. We weren't born again to live under the curse. We were born and in from above. We were born from above and placed in Christ so that we would experience heaven now heaven has invaded our lives it's an invisible reality but it is a reality it is an invisible reality but it isn't a it is a reality your physical senses do not see it but it is there heaven is in you you are in heaven. You are in Christ. And whatever you need, you already have. You are, I love it when John Crowder says, today you are the drunkest you're ever going to be in the spirit right now. Just because you're not manifesting it and laughing and falling all over the ground or whatever, slobbering on yourself or something, doesn't mean, he says, really, it's just about reminding yourself oh, yeah, I'm drunk. Oh, yeah, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, I'm righteous. Oh, yeah, I'm rich. Oh, yeah, I'm healed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We forget. We forget. And then you're like, well, I'm rich, Daddy. Okay, so is there anything, you know, just like with Jesus. You know, Peter, where do I get the tax money? Go to the fish. Just lots of instructions. I mean, that's what, I mean, every miracle, for every single miracle, there was an instruction that preceded it. Go to Pharaoh and say, borrow vessels from your neighbors. Don't just borrow a few. Close the door behind you. Pour out the oil. You know, I mean, just simple little instructions. Nothing impossible. Didn't say, you know, go outside and fly over, you know, Jerusalem. And it didn't ask them to do anything they couldn't do. You know? I mean, he just told get out of the boat, right? I mean, just simple instructions, simple instructions. And I believe like, I believe that people were inspired by God, you know, to let the guy down through the roof or touch the hem of his garment. I mean, just people were inspired to just do simple things that connected them with the supernatural, invisible, but real power of God, grace of God for whatever situation they were in. And we just have lived in the natural for so long. We've become more used to it than we have the supernatural, which is one of the reasons why I do these Sundays every week is just to remind us that what we see is not all there is and that there is a supernatural solution to every problem. There is a supernatural, we have supernatural resources. We have, and there is grace, there is grace, there is grace. And you don't have to perform. You aren't performing for a living anymore. You are receiving. You are receiving from God. It doesn't mean that you don't have an assignment. If God, you know, I mean God gives us assignments. God gives us work assignments. God, God tells us, you know, to go and work places. But it's not about your provision. It's about your gift. It's about being a blessing. It's about Jesus showing up wherever it is that you actually are. It's so much bigger. it's It's not about supporting you. It's about you manifesting who you are. And work is one of the primary ways we do that. Is we use our gifts. We use our gifts to be a blessing. Whether that's a... Whatever that gift is. Whatever that gift is. He says, use it. Use your gifts. And it's not just... You know, one gift, it's a whole bunch all of us have more than one gift. And so we're we're being a blessing. So all right, am I am I making sense here? So there is no mountain too big to be cast into the sea. Right? There is no storm too powerful. For Jesus is peace. There is no circumstance that can take you out. Not without your permission. Not without your agreement. And you are the living embodiment of Jesus Christ on this planet. So whatever you are facing, you are not facing alone. It's just about, it, it, it's knowing that the greater one is in you even when you don't feel it. Even when you don't discern it, it doesn't mean he's not in you. He, you aren't there in that, you're, you're one instruction away. You are one encounter away. You are just a word from God away. One word from God away. Just a simple instruction away from whatever the victory is. And it is just a step by step by step by step by step. And it, stay awake. It's just staying awake. And yeah, are there things we can do? So yeah, we can pray in tongues. We can worship. We can we do whatever those, you know. I mean, when you're under it, you do what you, you know, you just do what you got to do. Call somebody, pray with someone. Use the body of Christ. Amen.. Amen. So father we thank you that we are rel- oh I just thank you that the battle is over. <laughs> I thank you I know that we may be going through it in, in, in right now like in on the calendar. Like, I get that it, we may be in the middle of it in time, but the reality is that it's the battle is over. And there is a future that we will look back on this, and it will it will be over. And we thank you, Father, that you are with us every step of the way. And that our only responsibility, Lord, is just to hear and do and believe and just depend on you we just trust and depend on you and so father we ask for grace tonight grace to grace to believe grace to think the right things grace to to overcome our emotions, grace to uh, hear your voice uh, in the midnight hour where it just, everything else is loud, God. We just, we say grace. We just, we just release faith for grace tonight. We just release grace, 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 grace. Grace to every mountain, grace to every problem, grace to every bill, grace to every injury, every sickness. We say grace, 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 grace. We just say grace, grace, grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is enough grace for this situation and we call upon the grace of God. We just speak grace. Grace, 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 grace to all of it. Just grace uh, to all of it. Overflowing grace, the abundance of grace, too much grace, too powerful grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of Holy Spirit. The grace of Father God. The grace to overcome, the grace to endure, the grace to smile and laugh and worship, the grace to pray, the grace to do whatever needs to be done, when it needs to be done. In Jesus' name. And grace to the things that didn't get done. Grace to all that. Grace to the to-do list. Grace to the to do list. Just grace. We release grace today to our bank accounts. Grace, 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 grace in those bank accounts. Grace to those bills. Grace. Grace, 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 grace. We are covered by grace. We are infused with grace. We are empowered by grace. We are we are people of grace. Grace, grace, grace for faith. We have grace to believe. We have grace for just grace for every grace, grace, grace to forgive, grace to just grace, God. Grace, grace. In the, in the moment when we are weak. Your your strength is made perfect. Your grace is made perfect in our weakness. So when we're weak, you glory. You get glory when we're weak. You get glory when when we can't do it. You get glory when we're helpless. You get glory when it's too big for us. And so we say grace. We say grace. We say grace. It's by grace. I'm just thinking, but Lord, how... Joshua took that promised land by grace. You told him what to do, where to step, where to what to see. You gave him every step, every single thing to do. He did not have to figure anything out. He was not on the he didn't get a promise and then have to go figure out how to make it happen. I thank you that you told him exactly what to do, and I thank you that we have a greater relationship with you than Joshua did. You live in us. You're in our head. You're trapped in there. Trapped in our thoughts. Trapped in there. And so, Lord, you just infuse our thoughts with your thoughts. And we just open our mouths and agree tonight. The thoughts of the righteous are right, and we have the, the thought your thoughts. And we, we submit our will to you. We just resist the enemy. We resist performance. We resist the, the, I got to figure it out. We just, we just resist it, Lord. We rest, we rest in your grace. We cast our cares on you because you care for us. We release the burden to you. We come to you. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Hey, and I thank you, Lord, that we're just, staying, we're just practicing your presence. That's what we're doing. We're just staying aware of your presence, God. I mean, while we're putting, you know, the, I don't know, all the little tasks that we have to do, God, the simple, normal things that we do all the time, I just declare we are, we are just practicing your presence. We're aware of you. We're aware of our union with you. I just grace for that, Lord, grace grace to bring our attention back to you and to practice your grace for when we're in the middle of a trigger god and all of a sudden it feels like we've then lost our mind just grace grace in those moments god just to get us back under control and into self-control god i just believe grace for self-control tonight god grace for self-control hey. thank you papa grace to our bodies grace to our our muscles and our organs and and just all of our the, the the body body systems god grace to our bones and grace to the things that need healing right now in our own bodies god just grace the grace of god the power of god just grace to those things oh thank you lord Thank you for just giving us such a revelation of your grace, Lord. You, you showed me that. You've, you've, you've been working this in me for so many years, and I still feel like I don't have it. <laughs> and so I just pray grace for that. Grace to, re- to know grace. Grace to receive grace and, and live by grace and, uh, through faith. And just, just help us, Lord. Help, 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 help. Divine help supernatural help well-timed help right when we need it god you are a present help in the time and need you you are help your capital h help (laughs) you holy spirit you're the helper so thank you we are not without help we have so much help we got god as our helper gosh man that's good help i mean that's the best kind of help you have god's help Thank you, Lord. Hey. So we just ask for revelation of you as helper. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. And so Lord, I just thank you that this is a week of breakthrough. I just call this a breakthrough week. Breakthrough in these, these, this, this low level mess that it's, it just feels like, you know, like low level noise. I think this is a week of breakthrough. There is another level this week, God. And I just declare that. Just break through this week. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.